Didi Fay is back. And today we're going to talk about the history and some fun facts about Granby. So sit back and enjoy. Let's just get right into it and tell me how Granby got its name. So the, the name Granby is derived from an area in England called Nottinghamshire. And so obviously all these areas in North America that now have the name Granby were ultimately named by people that had connections to that place in England. So that's very common throughout. Sounds um, very fancy. The new world. Oh, yes. don't we though? We had no idea that we had such such a highfalutin uh, chapter in our, our and the derivation of the name Granby. But that but Granby actually was is the first name of a lawyer who helped lay out the whole setup of the streets of Granby. And his name was Granby Hillier. And he was he was a lawyer. This was in 1905, which is when Granby was first settled. And Granby Hillier actually donated his time. He was a lawyer for 40 years based out of Denver. And he actually donated his time to set up the whole layout of the streets in Granby. He did it pro bono. He did it pro bono. <laughs> but you know what? I have a feeling that I can read between the lines because during the time that he was doing this, he was serving as uh, our, our state representative. And I have a feeling that there were some possibly favors that were traded. There was some trading of favors in exchange for his free work to help lay out Granby because he was a politician right. and a lawyer. And so he probably did a favor for us and somebody else did a favor for him. You got to remember that David Moffat ultimately owned all the land in Granby. Did you know that? I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, so once again, the way you make money in a railroad is that you own the real estate along the railroad and then you sell, sell the real estate. So David Moffat bought the land that is now Granby, and then it was auctioned off, and that's how he made money as the railroad came into the Granby area. Well, let's talk about the railroad and the train service in Grant into Granby and how important that was back then and still today. Yeah, I know. It's one of the coolest things that we have a town that is serviced by Amtrak going both ways. We can go all the way to San Francisco or to Chicago. Yeah. And that is just a great way to travel. I wish that we had more of that going on in our world today so we all wouldn't have to get in our cars. Yeah, <laughs> especially with gas prices. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And in Grand County, there were actually railroads all over this county. There was a spur that went up to Monarch Lake because that that had a whole era as a box making factory and a resort area. There was a spur that went up to Grand Lake. That's how you got around back then. Yeah. You know, and so but the, luckily the tracks that still come through Granby are still active tracks. You and I get to listen to the train whistle yes. regularly. Granby also was known as the iceberg lettuce capital. So Tell us a little bit about 
iceberg lettuce. Yes. So I, so what I've read and, and I've read it in two places, so it must be true. Yes. (laughs) um, That actually the name iceberg lettuce came from the fact that the Granby lettuce was being shipped on ice all over the United States. So they would they would they would fill these these railroad cars full of our of what we now know as iceberg lettuce, and then of course ice it down so it'll be all fresh when it would go all over the United States. That lettuce boom happened mainly in the 1920s. It has been verified that the Waldorf Astoria used to advertise that they were serving. Granby iceberg lettuce because it was so well known for its delicious taste. And the reason that lettuce tastes really good up here is that we have cool nights and sunny days and lettuce loves to grow in that type of environment. We at one point in Granby had two huge lettuce warehouses. Oh, I just know of one. Yeah, well, so Mavericks used yes. to be a lettuce warehouse. And then behind the stone house, right across from from Mavericks, the stone house is no longer with us. Yes. Where the dentist's office yes. is now. <laughs> there used to be a huge warehouse behind that. Where the library is Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Basically okay. where the library is. So, so they're, they're, that's where they stored the lettuce. And here's an example of how big the business was. In 1925... There were 247 rail car loads full of crisp lettuce sent out of Granby that year. Oh, my word. 247 rail cars. Wow. That's a lot of That's lettuce. That's a lot of lettuce. <laughs> so then the question is, how come we're not doing that anymore? Why, why was that such an industry in the 1920s? And we really don't see that. We don't have that kind of agricultural industry anymore. And it's because there was actually a blight that came into Granby probably came in on the um, the carts, the shipping carts, the the boxes that the lettuce was shipped around in. It probably a blight was carried from another part of the country. It ended up wide, wiping out the lettuce here, and then they, it just never recovered. So really, the main agricultural we've had ever since is mainly ranching. Yes, oh, yeah. interesting. So we we had sort of a heyday that lasted maybe 10, 12 years mm-hmm. where we were sort of the lettuce capital of the world. Well, Dee Dee, this again has been so educational. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> it's my pleasure. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye.